Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into. But before I dive into that, I just have a few ways you can help support the podcast. First, if you have found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. Next, follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. That's where I'm most active on social media and I post the most content and it's the easiest place to get a hold of me if you have any questions. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. And with that, I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results you want to see. So I have a good example here of something that happened with a client recently. When he first signed up, it was he had told me that he was he would get all or nothing with things, right? And so I knew that that was going to be something that you know we needed to work on. Well, he was staying super consistent with everything. And then all of a sudden he had, he kind of tweaked his back a little bit. And then he also had a couple things pop up uh, outside. They were pretty stressful for him, right? And so he fell back into this all or nothing mindset in, in this past week, right? And and so we ended up having our coaching call um, yesterday and we just kind of chatted about, hey, what are, you know, what can we do differently? You know, what, what did you learn from this? He had a couple takeaways from it, but the big thing was that we decided was, hey, when this happens, like we just need to learn to dial things back. We don't have to be perfect with everything, right? So it's like, if you have a lot of stuff coming up, you know, communicate that to me. And then we can come up with a game plan for, Hey, here's your big rocks that you need to focus on this week. Because again, this is a common thing I see with people is that they, they get all or nothing with it. And then it's like, they have something stressful come up and they're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not dealing with this. I can't do it all. So I'm not going to do any of it. And that, I think part of it just comes down to, they're not sure what things are really going to move uh, the needle um, for them. And, and, and instead of thinking like, oh, I have to be hundred percent perfect with it. So for this particular client, that bot, it's not necessarily his, it's not the methods. It's not the thing. It's, it's that bottleneck for him is that all or nothing mindset. And again, that's going to keep holding him back unless he, unless, you know, we learn how to work on that specific problem. Right. And so that, that was just an example I wanted to, to bring up. Obviously we just chatted. So I, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but again, figuring that out and, and knowing that, Hey, next time this pops up, you know, one of the things we want to do is communicate that to me and we can come up with a, a good game plan there. So again, if you're interested in the online coaching, you can find the link in the show notes and, or reach out to me on Instagram and we can uh, go from there. So what I want to go over today is a topic. So the, the topic is why you're eating 1500 calories and you can insert any low calorie amount here. It doesn't have to be 1500 calories and not losing weight, right? So, you know, have you tracked a calorie amount that should get you to lose weight, but it isn't working? This is a common problem I see in here every single day. You know, again, and and, and I think this gets people to say, oh, hey, calorie tracking doesn't work. Uh, you know, it's it's a myth. Calories, I've tracked my calories. It doesn't work. But there's, there's some reasons why uh, this happens, right? So I'm going to go over the biggest reasons why this may be, why you're eating these low, you know, on paper, you're, you're aiming for this low calorie amount, but you're, you're not seeing weight loss or whatever you want to see, right? And this is based on my experience coaching and just staying up to date on the research. So I'm going to combine a few of these things here. So the first reason is you are tracking 1500 calories. And again, you can insert any calorie amount here. It doesn't have to be 1500, but just for a number, I'm going to say 1500, but you're actually eating more. Okay. So you're actually consuming more calories. Yes, you're tracking 1500 in your tracker, uh, MyFitnessPal, whatever you use, but body doesn't care what MyFitnessPal says, right? It's only going to know what you actually give it, right? And so this can be from forgetting, right? So you might be eating more calories because you're just forgetting about things that you didn't put in that day. Or tracking skill, right? You might not understand how to track accurately. There might be an error in the number of calories that are actually 
in the food. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about each one of these. So tracking is a skill and like any skill, it takes time to develop. So you're not just going to jump in and be best tracker. Like there's, there's a skill component to it and you're probably going to be missing out on certain things in, in the beginning. And there's also research to back up that people can be off by up to a thousand calories when tracking. And so they did research on this and that, you know, people were like, Hey, I, I'm eating, you know, I think it was like 1200 calories or something like that. And they're like, I'm not losing weight. And so they looked to see what they were actually eating. They used doubly labeled water. And this is a method that can see, you know, that can look at your energy expenditure and energy intake, and it can give you an idea. And, and they were, you know, actually consuming, you know, some people like on average, I think it was like up to double, right? Like some of these people were eating upwards of like 2,500 calories. So they were off by, you know, thousands of cat like a thousand calories. Again, you know, some people were probably a little bit closer, but again, there were people that were off by up to a thousand calories. We have that. And, and again, the research shows that specifically that people are do underestimate and they overestimate physical activity as well too. But they even did this in uh, professionals like dietitians and they found that even, even professionals like dietitians can be off by a couple hundred calories when tracking, right? And, and that's no big deal. Those are people that are trained in that and know they have a good understanding of food, at least better than they, um, obviously they did the schooling, right? They, they have the knowledge and, and they understand. Now, obviously do they know how to track calories, not necessarily, but they have a good, good idea. Like they're professionals in, in the, in the industry, right? So that, so they have a, a good idea there and, and they're even missing out on this by a couple hundred calories. So you could imagine what this would be in somebody who's new to tracking. They have really no understanding of nutrition whatsoever and how, how far off they could be. People are also more likely to emit foods that they deem quote unquote unhealthy. Okay. So not only do people, you have these issues of tracking skill, you have these issues of calories being off on what it says, but then, you know, to, to top it off, we're going to, they're, they're more likely to omit those, those tasty foods, right? This is funny because, you know, I'll see this with clients where it's like, oh, I had a terrible week nutrition wise. And then you look at their tracker, like the tracker sheet of how many calories they had. And it was like, but everything was on, like your calories were in check. And, and again, it just comes to down to, you know, people are just more likely to omit those things. Now, the problem with this is that these are the foods that are typically going to add up quickly from a calorie standpoint. So if you're somebody that, you know, you like, oh, that's bad. I, you know, I don't want to put that down because I don't want to like, you know, kind of face the truth basically, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice there. I mean, you're almost better not tracking because here's the thing, like if you're just going to track your, you know, quote unquote healthy foods, it's like, those are foods that, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a general idea of what you're eating per day, but those aren't the foods that are going to like move that needle, at least in any substantial way. The foods that are going to do that are going to be these tastier foods that you are more likely to omit. So it's really important that you still put those in there um, because you're really going to, like I said, you're going to be doing yourself a disservice because these foods that again, you're, you're more likely to omit are going to be the ones that those calories are going to add up quickly. And you know, if you're off by a couple serving sizes, now that's, Hey, you're just tracking all your healthy foods. And then, you know, you had maybe a couple serving sizes of something that was quote unquote unhealthy. And now you're, you know, missing out on potentially 500 calories or more, which is going to make be the difference in you maintaining weight and, and losing weight. And saying this, you know, sometimes people can just forget snacks or foods they grazed on throughout the day. You know, I think that part of this is also people just forget about it, right? There's probably a little bit of mindlessness that goes into it that is causing you to not log things. So maybe you're at work and there's food in like a bowl laying around and you just kind of grab a couple handfuls throughout the day and you just, you know, you, you forgot about it. It wasn't, you know, you just couldn't remember. But also I think certain like condiments and add-ons and meals, I think people forget to add in as well too. So this underreporting is from, again, lack of skill, but also purposely doing it. You know, people again are going to be more likely to omit tasty foods, the ones that are going to add up, but people do just forget. And that's, you know, going to be part of the process. Now, and the, and the other thing I mentioned on this was like uh, the amount of calories that are that are in, like if a package says it has X amount of calories, it, that can be off by up to 20% plus or minus what is on the food label. Again, when they're making these foods, you know, they're not, I, I'm sure it's, there's there's a very, there's a way that they make these foods that, you know, they, they can, you know, mass produce them. And so there's probably going to be a little bit of discrepancy in terms of like what exactly is the serving size in each one, right? So it's like they allow for this air of 
20% up or down. So it's like, you know, if something has says it has 100 calories, it could have 80 or it could have 120. Now, obviously, the the more calories that are in it, the bigger that discrepancy uh, could be, right? And then obviously you do that multiple times throughout the day and this is where things can start to add up. So if you're at 15, say you're at 1500 calories, whatever it may be, and you're not seeing things trend down as you would like, you know, chances are you're eating more calories than you think. Okay. And again, this could be on accident, it could be on purpose, it could just be from lack of skill, but chances are you're eating more calories and or moving less than what you think you are. In this scenario, my course of action with clients is to teach them how to be more accurate with tracking. Okay. So we'll look through their food log. Hey, I noticed that you said you had, you know, like X amount of servings for this food. You know, this is a food that's commonly miss that people underestimate how many servings they have, you know, is this, what, what does this look like? Right. So you just dive into it a little bit more. You're not like calling them out or anything, but just diving into it a little bit more, looking over that, making sure the serving sizes are correct. Also, you know, making them aware of, Hey, like just because you didn't track this food doesn't mean that those calorie, you know, like your body's still going to utilize that energy in some way. And so, you know, again, communicate, you know, explaining to them how everything you eat, it is going to play a role in energy balance and, and whatnot. And so you have to understand that, right? So it comes down to, Hey, looking over clients, food log, seeing where there could be some potential mistakes. You know, if I know a client went out to eat and they say that meal was 300 calories, I'm like, Hey, just so you know, probably not eating 300 calories here in this meal. It's probably a lot more than that. So again, looking over food law can be really helpful in just explaining to clients, you know, what you might do. So like in that specific example, if somebody says they got a burger and it's like 300 calories, I'm like, okay, probably got the less lean version, right? And you probably want to add either like butter or olive oil to that. So it can, because chances are they're, they're cooking with things that are going to make it tastier. So those are just a, a few things that I do there. Um, with clients, you know, to, to make sure that we we get accurate with with this number. So the next big reason uh, that I see here is as to why people eat. And, and real quick on this too. So like in this example, if you if somebody's eating 1500 calories or whatever X amount of calories and, and they're struggling to lose weight, you know, we'll do these things. We'll look at their food log. But from there, you know, some people do just have to eat fewer calories than they think to lose weight. Their body's just very good at adapting to fat loss and being in a calorie deficit. And so it's just going to downregulate energy expenditure and you have to eat way less than you think. And then, you know, if you're somebody who's small, don't have a lot of muscle mass. It's like your calories are going to get fairly low. And then you obviously, you know, so explaining that to them, but then also again, finding these potential discrepancies in their, in their tracking can, can be super helpful. So number two, you eat 1500 calories, again, any calorie amount, one to five days out of the week, get super hungry and then eat more calories on those other days. Okay. So again, if you're somebody that tracks, you know, anywhere from like three to five days per week, and then you have like anywhere from two to four days where you don't track, that's probably your big issue there. Right. So you track during the week, day on track, then the weekend comes around and then it's game over. Right. You know, you're going low calorie restricting calories, maybe been in a fat loss phase for a while, hunger is higher Then you all of a sudden just kind of have free for all. And it's, you know, these calories start to add up super quickly. Okay. Again, in this situation, you know, clients food choices completely change and you, and you don't track, right? So it's like during the week you're, you're eating mostly nutrient dense foods and then you don't have to track for a day. Now it's like, you know what? I don't have to track. I don't need to be accountable to this. The food choices just completely change. Right. And again, you know, that people are more likely to omit tasty foods from their uh, food log. So even though you track during the week, you end up being at maintenance or surplus for the entire week based on what, what you do on those other days that you don't track. So again, we got to zoom out and it's like, if you're eating 1400 calories during the, when you're tracking, and then all of a sudden now you're up to like 3000, it's like for two or three days out of the week, it's like, now you're going to be closer to your maintenance for the entire week. So uh, again, you, you know, you need to be accountable on those days. This is the thing with fat loss and like fitness in general. It's, it's just, it never quits, right? Like there's no, it's relentless. And so now that's not to say that you can't ever have enjoyment meals and you can't ever back off. But, you know, again, if, if you're somebody that's going hard for three to four days and then three to four days out of the week or not, that's probably your big issue here. So with clients in this scenario, uh, the best course of action is to set up strategies that get them 
adherent on those higher calorie days, right? So get them more adherent on those higher calorie days. So is that, Hey, you know, we're still tracking, but two or three meals out of the day, you're having, you know, what you normally eat. And then you're going to go enjoy a meal later on, but we're still going to, you know, have strategies in place to make sure that you don't just go crazy with it. Right. I made a post uh, a couple weeks ago about like you're 80, 85, 80% compliant to a fat loss diet. That's five and a half days out of the week. And it's like what you do in that extra day and a half, that's the 15 15 to 20% that's going to determine your results uh, essentially. It sucks because it's like you're spending so much time doing this. And then if you just kind of let loose on those days that you don't track or whatever it may be, can, I don't want to say you're going to go backwards, but it's like, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to be working hard during the week. And then you're going to just kind of be in this same spot over time. And or progress is just going to be super slow. Because uh, again, it's not like you're going to go backwards or anything, but so that that's the other big thing, right? It's like you, you track 1500 calories a few days out of the week. And then the rest of the time you're not tracking and you think that you're, it's like, well, I'm tracking. I don't know why I'm not losing weight, but it's like you're eating three because again when you eat these more calorie dense foods you're more like those calories are going to rack up pretty quickly so you might feel like you're eating 1500 calories but because you're the food choices you made it's like it's 3000 plus calories so that's the big thing there with that three your total and this is what i kind of talked about earlier your total daily energy expenditure is lower than you think you know this can be from genetics or lifestyle adaptations lack of muscle etc Okay. So what I mean by this is genetics. Some people just expend less energy than others. And I, I, I did explain that earlier. There's really nothing you can do about that. So you might just have to go lower calorie than you think in a fat loss diet. Maybe Sally did 1500 and she lost weight. How come you can't? Well, you know, part of it is, again, we want to look at these things that I talked about, but also she, her genetics might be a little bit different than yours, but there's other things that, that go into it besides just genetics. So poor lifestyle, right? High stress, uh, poor stress management, that's going to alter it a little bit. Poor sleep habits, right? So, um, you know, if your sleep's out of whack, uh, for example, social jet lag, what social jet lag is, is, you know, you have these days during the week where you maybe go to bed at 10, wake up at six. And then on the weekend, you're shifting it from like 12 to one or two. And then you're waking up at like 10, right? So you're, you're kind of shifting that time that you sleep and wake. And that can alter your leptin levels, which is satiety hormone. And meaning that it tells your body, Hey, you know, we're full. We, we don't need to eat anymore. We got enough energy and it can alter it and it can lower it. And that also plays a role in your energy expenditure too, and how many calories you burn. So not only are you going to feel less full by doing that, but you're also potentially decreasing your energy expenditure on those days as well too. So again, poor sleep habits are going to play a role um, in this again, just getting poor sleep in general, again, high stress. It's like, you're just, you know, constantly stressed, you know, that's going to affect things. Um, and this can all lead to lower energy expenditures than, than what you'd expect uh, to have. Uh, again, whether you put that in a calculator or, or again, it just seems like it's a low calorie amount. Adaptations too, right? So our body has ad adaptations in place. So if you have always been someone to restrict calories and or do a lot of cardio, your body has just adapted to a lower energy state. Okay. So it's just the best way I can describe this is like your phone being on low battery mode. It's just going to downregulate how much energy it's using um, because it's like, whoa, you know, we're getting pretty low here. We got to chill out. So, you know, same thing. These are the people that, you know, they've just over exercising, you know, cardio six, seven days a week. 60 plus minutes. Uh, they're also getting a ton of uh, steps and then they're also going low calorie. You're just basically, you're sending that signal to your body. Hey, there's not a lot of energy around. I need to expend a lot of energy. So your body's like, okay, we heard that. So now we're going to downregulate how much energy we're going to expend. So it's like part of this is a self doing for, for some people. Now, the good news is that you can reverse this, you know, you can reverse that adaptation, right? So if you get out of that state, again, that's going to take some time to do. And obviously that's going to be a, you know, that's, for some people, that's going to be super uncomfortable to be like, Hey, you got to eat a little bit more. You got to move a little bit less. You got to do a little bit less cardio for some people. That's, that's just really hard to do. Um, but you can reverse this and depending on how long this has gone on, it, it may take some time. So if you did this like one time, okay, you're fine. It's, we just got to get you eaten a little bit more and 
getting you to move a little bit less. But somebody that's done this for years on end, you know, this might take some time. It's not, you know, you probably have some other dysfunction uh, going on elsewhere, right? Whether that be like gut health, um, just low energy, uh, but there's probably some other things going on. It's now showing up as other, other symptoms because of these adaptations. So lack of muscle, you know, doing all these things above may lead to a lack of muscle on your body. And, you know, I, I think there's a thought of like, if you add muscle, you're just like metabolism is going to go through the roof. That's not the case, right? It's not going to magically speed up your metabolism, but I just can't imagine imagine there are many people who have a good amount of muscle and are relatively skilled in tracking that have trouble cutting weight on less than like 18 to 2000 calories for men. Men, So like if you're a male and you're under 1800 calories and you're struggling to lose weight, it's like, okay, tra- tra- either tracking's off or you just don't have very much muscle because I just can't imagine that Again, there's going to be these genetic outliers, but most people, if you have a good amount of muscle mass, you're decent at tracking as a male, anything under 18 to 2000 calories, something's going on there. And then for women, I think anything under 15 to 1700, I should probably put that closer to like 14 to 1600 because it really is size dependent. But again, if you're somebody that is shorter, but you do have a good amount of muscle mass, I just think that it would be really tough for you to drop weight on anything under 1400. Now, again, it could happen, but So what I'm saying here is it's important that you spend some time building your body up and building muscle because I think that that really does, again, it doesn't directly increase your metabolism, but like I said, it's just, for whatever reason, it just makes everything a little bit more uh, efficient. So for clients in this scenario, our best course of action is to take some time away from trying to get leaner or just skinnier, right? Because again, that's what got you in that place. And if you keep doing that, doing the same thing over and over again, isn't going to get you any, without results, isn't going to get you anywhere closer. So, so those are the things, right? So if you're some, so if you're, in this position and you feel like you are kind of beating your head against the wall here and you're eating low calorie, you know, uh, one of these, one of these things are off and hopefully it was helpful for you to figure out what you need to do in this situation. Uh, again, this is what I work on with a lot of clients. And I think the big thing comes down to the, the tracking and then just getting them consistent during the week. And then obviously taking that time to get them out of that low energy state. Um, again, that's obviously not the case for people who are like overweight, um, you know, for, for that person, you know, they definitely need to drop some body fat and it probably comes down to the tracking part and the adherence side of things. But there's people that again, have been on the other side of the equation where they're leaner. They're not like, you know, you're not like overweight, but you just don't have a great look. And again, you've always been like low calorie trying to um, do a ton of cardio, but things aren't moving, you know, for you, that's, that's where number three is probably the the biggest thing um, and taking some time away from fat loss dieting. So hopefully that was helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions on this topic and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.